From the American College of Financial Services, it's time for NextGen in 10. I'm Ross Riskin, chair of the NextGen Advisory Task Force, and for the next 10 minutes, you'll be joined by our hosts and guests discussing topics relevant to up-and-coming financial advisors. Hey, y'all. It's Alana Phillips here today with Stephen Jarvis. CPA and co-founder of Retirement Tax Services. Thanks for being here with us today, Stephen. Yeah, thanks for having me back. Yeah, I'm excited to continue this conversation. I want to talk about something that, especially for our new advisors, I think is important as they're thinking about generating new business, getting new clients, top of mind. One of the things that they're told is to create COI relationships with CPAs, right? And there are great examples of this working, Stephen, but I think there are more examples of this not working. Can you talk a little bit about maybe what advisors are doing wrong in establishing CPA relationships to get referrals? I can give you lots of stories about what advisors are doing wrong when it comes to trying to get referrals. And let's just acknowledge really quick that this podcast is for advisors. So I am going to focus on what advisors do wrong and what advisors can do different. I am not trying to say that CPAs are guiltless in this. CPAs (laughs) have their own problems when it comes to developing relationships, but that's not who we're talking to today. And before I dive in, just one piece of unsolicited advice, anytime someone is giving you a recommendation of things you should do with your career, like building referral networks through COIs, ask them for specific examples of how this has worked for them. Because this recommendation gets made all the time and quite often by people who have never had success with it. And so I don't, I don't know why they're making that recommendation. It can be wildly successful. It just most of the time isn't because it almost never comes with a recommendation of how to do it well. And, and I know that because I got the same recommendation when I started in my career as a CPA. I was told, hey, go to Chamber of Commerce meetings, whatever your local networking events are. And for me, it was get referrals from bankers and lawyers and from financial planners. And I went to my very first networking event. And within minutes, an advisor comes up to me. And before they really even know what my name is, they're like, oh, hey, I think we serve really similar clients. You should send your clients to me. And I'm thinking, uh, I have no idea who you are or what you do. And even though I grew up around financial planning, I still don't really have a great idea of what that word means. Uh, No, I'm never going to send someone to you ever. And so the, the biggest thing that advisors do wrong is that they ask for referrals. And that might seem crazy that I'm telling you to get referrals. You shouldn't ask for them. But in working with lots and lots of financial advisors, the ones who are successful at getting referrals from CPAs are the ones who do not ask for referrals. They focus on demonstrating to CPAs how they take care of their own clients. Because CPAs are not, they're not holding back on referrals because they don't like you as a person. Most of the time they're holding back on referrals because they have no idea what's going to happen to their client when they send them to you. It's that unknown. Yeah. I have seen many advisors, Stephen, that send that message that you said out on LinkedIn or an email of, you know, we serve really similar clients. Could, you know, just go ahead and send somebody over to me. And it is sort of hilarious because it starts with, we serve really similar clients. Well, how do you know that? You know, we could serve completely different segments of the population and maybe you don't want to work with the clients that I work with. And then yes, what happens once I refer somebody over to you, what are you going to do with them? Right. We would never walk up to somebody and say, Hey, we should get married. We just met. Cause we don't know if it would be a good fit. So 
very weird advice that is given to new next-gen advisors here. So lots of things about what not to do, it sounds like, and pretty simple. What specifically are you seeing that does work? What does that intentional approach look like? Yeah, the most successful thing I have seen is advisors who reach out to CPAs who they have some sort of connection with, whether that's you have a client that you know works with this CPA, and so you've already got that in your CRM, and so you're going down your list of CPAs that your clients already work with, or they serve a similar niche that you focus on, whether that's geographic or a certain age range or a certain industry group, certain profession, somewhere you have overlap, reach out to that CPA and say something to this effect, or use this word for word. Say, you know, Mrs. CPA, I spend a lot of time serving these kinds of clients and I'm always looking for great CPAs to send my clients to. I would love to pay for an hour of your time so I can learn from you what is helpful in identifying clients that you serve or what advisors can do to make your life easier. It should all be about them. And now it's, it's going to be a mixed bag. Some CPAs will cash that check. You should go in willing to pay for an hour of their time. This is going to be two to $300. And especially if you're new, that might sound like a lot, but think how much you spend on marketing and think about what kind of great information you're going to get from this. This is going to be 100% worth your time, even if they cash the check. And when you go to that meeting, what I said before about not asking for referrals still applies. In fact, you should tell them in your introduction when you're setting up this meeting that I am not going to ask for referrals. And then you need to honor that. And you should go with a list of prepared questions about what types of things they're seeing as far as clients they serve and common mistakes they see advisors make or, you know, hot topics and tax this year, it should all be a learning process. So even if they never give you a referral, you still totally got your money's worth because you learned from an expert. You should also in that meeting, let them know what your onboarding process looks like just for their information. Again, you're not going to end that with, and now send me your clients because you know what's going to happen. So that's what I would recommend you do. And I would recommend that because I know advisors who do this and have tons of success. I know advisors who get over a third of their referrals every year from CPAs from taking this approach. Now, that's the first meeting. And most likely that meeting is not going to end with them giving you a referral. In fact, I would be shocked if that's how it ends. Before the meeting's over, you need to ask their permission to periodically send them the types of things that you send your clients just so they know what you give your clients and to ask them for any feedback because you should be regularly communicating with your clients and some of those communications should be on tax topics. And so then every time you send out like a quarterly newsletter or however you regularly stay in touch with your clients, send it to those CPAs as well and say, hey, just so you know, this is something we sent to our clients. We'd love any feedback you have so that they're seeing the kinds of things you do for your clients. Thanks for that, Stephen. We'll be right back after this message. Deliver financial planning for every person and every need through our chartered financial consultant education program. Find the tools and skills you need at theamericancollege.edu slash chfc. Get best-in-class preparation for your exam with our CFP certification education program. Start your journey toward this value designation at theamericancollege.edu slash cfp. 
Stephen, I feel like this is solid gold advice. And thank you for laying that out so specifically, including the verbiage of, of what you should say if you're going to reach out to a CPA, because I think there are a lot of folks that attempt to think of that verbiage and then decide not to do it because they get scared, right? Or they go in saying something like we serve similar clients, even though they know nothing about them and ask for referrals instead. So I think our next generation of advisors, especially understands we have to be valuable first, right? That we have to go into these relationships with what can I do for you versus what can you do for me? And when we go into it that way, it sounds like it's going to work with CPAs. Also, this is going to overall be a more effective relationship. Yeah, definitely. And th this applies to plenty of things that your next generation advisor is going to be doing. But as I go through this, you also need to go in with the expectation that while I'm very confident about this approach, this won't work 100% of the time. You're still going to come across some really awkward, introverted CPA who doesn't really want to talk to you. Don't let the first experience be the, the guidepost for all the rest of them. Because like I said, I'm recommending this because of advisors, not CPAs, advisors who do this in practice and have amazing results. It's going to take practice. It's going to take consistency, but this will have results because it has over and over and over again. Yeah, no. And I think it makes sense. I mean, so much of our business is a numbers game in some way, right? It won't work hundred percent every time. Otherwise everybody would do this. So when you talk about, you know, getting in front of these CPAs, Stephen, do you think that next gen advisors should be asking their clients for who their CPA is or how should they be finding the CPAs? Well, the starting point is that they should be asking their clients for their tax return every year. Mm -hmm. uh, that's that's one of that's in fact on pretty much every episode of my podcast. That's one of the recommendations I make is that you get every tax return for every client every year, and the tax return is going to tell you who their CPA is. You should ask your client for permission to contact their CPA just so it's very transparent. But that's where you should start, and then yeah, the more well you've defined your niche, the the better or the easier it's going to be for you to then identify other CPAs who maybe your clients aren't already working with. But, but find some sort of overlap, whether it's just geographic or I know an advisor who he exclusively works with optometrists. So if he can find CPAs that also work with optometrists, that's who he's reaching out to. I want to take a quick aside and, and this may or may not be useful. We'll see the, you know, there's a lot of folks, I think when you say that, right, ask for the tax return that their firms have told them not to do that. Right. And mm -hmm. not to have that information. Have you run into any issues with that? Definitely. It definitely depends on your setup. So I, I certainly work with a lot of advisors who have independent RIAs and they have a bit more flexibility on some of those things. But I also work with people at broker dealers and wirehouses. In fact, just a few weeks ago, I was on the phone with an advisor from Ed Jones, but his approach was completely wants to be in line with compliance. And all of you should. Compliance is your friend, not your enemy. And you need to treat them like a team member. But work with your compliance department proactively and make sure you know what's okay. If you're not allowed to retain their tax return, ask them to bring it to a meeting and just work with them live on it and then have them take it home with them. Find out what works in your situation. And the way to do that is similar to reaching out to the CPAs, make sure this is a proactive and constructive approach. So when you reach out to your compliance department, don't say, hey, I want to do this, approve it. Say, okay, this is something that's going to be really valuable to our clients. Can you please help me understand how we can make this work for our clients? And then be willing to work with them. Have some give and take because I, I work with people in all of these situations who are doing tax planning. I don't care where you work. I know someone who's been in that situation and has done this. You just have to be creative 
with how you're approaching that conversation. This isn't about getting around compliance. This is about being on their team. Thank you, Stephen. You have a lot of great content like this that you put out. Can you tell our audience where they can hear more of what you've just walked us through? Yeah. So the Retirement Tax Services podcast is a great starting point. Uh, I interview a lot of advisors on there. So you're seeing what works in practice. We do monthly public-facing webinars. You can go to our website at retirementtaxservices.com. All of our previous webinars are recorded and available to our members. Uh, but th those are really the best ways to kind of get in touch with us. Awesome, Stephen. Well, definitely those of you that are listening, go check out Stephen's podcast and the materials that he has available. I think so, so gold, Stephen, just walking us through exactly how to make these relationships with CPAs effectively, how to approach it and make sure that it is mutually beneficial for our financial professionals that are involved in this and for our CPAs. So thanks for sharing that with us, Stephen. Yeah, of course. For more episodes, visit our website at theamericancollege.edu slash podcasts. This has been Next Gen in 10, brought to you by the American College of Financial Services.